Welcome to Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Jab, Cross, Hook. It is once again myself, Amy Kaplan, Reed Wallach. We are going to be going over a stacked UFC 274 event this weekend, two title fights and a bunch of other uh, very good fights. Uh, we're also going to have a special guest, Gabe Green, joining us in a little bit, coming off uh, his recent win last weekend. So we've got a stack show for you. Uh, hello, Amy. Hello, Reed. Before we get started, uh, the, I mean, this is how we start every show now. Uh, what are we drinking? Reed, I'll start with you. Yeah, Please tell me it's uh, better than a Bud Light. Uh, slightly better. Um, well, it is Cinco de Mayo this weekend, so I went in the fridge, saw a Corona, canned, but a Corona. We're being a little festive. Also, drinking away my absolute cold streak in the UFC lately. Really, can't, I haven't won a draft in, like, weeks now, and my bets are ice cold. But we hope that the festive, you know, I could be in, like, the holiday spirit, and I could get some winners this week. So let's get to it. I like it. Very festive. Amy, what are you drinking? You're coming to us from a from a new location here. I haven't seen this background before. Uh, yeah, what are you drinking good. today? Well, I just came from Media Day, and I had to, in the Uber on the way here, order beer because I was like, oh, shit, I got a drink. <laughs> so I just really quickly ordered something, and it just arrived. And it, I thought I was just ordering regular Blue Moon, but this is Blue Moon Mango Wheat. So Ooh. Mango, it's actually really good. So, yay. Happy accident. <laughs> So two beer drinkers and I'm drinking. <gasps> That's a, cel- a celebratory glass of vino, may I add. And do you know why I'm drinking wine? Yeah. Because you're at your girlfriend's house? house? Well, yes, Amy, that's <laughs> <laughs> correct, to be fair. <laughs> uh, but also it's victory wine because your boy won another draft. I think that's draft win number two for me. Um, to be honest, this was, uh, I guess, well, yeah, we'll jump right into the recap of last week. Um, none of us really did great, so I kind of won by default because uh, we all went one and two. Unlike the week before where, where we had, I think it was just me and Amy the week before that, uh, we both had profit. This week, none of us made profit, but I lost the fewest amount, I guess. We all went <laughs> one and two. Uh, quick recap of picks here. I won because I hit Marlon Vera in the main event as a plus 115 underdog. Uh, I lost Gina Mazzani, who I saw today has now been released by the UFC, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that was a – I was very confident in that play. I gave that out as a three-unit play on Twitter, and she broke my heart. So uh, that was a tough one, but I'm sure her heart's broken a little bit more after getting released. Tough break. <laughs> uh, and then I lost on Daniel De Silva as well at minus 120. Reed, you lost in your head-to-head against me uh, with Rob Font in the main event. Uh, you did hit Andre Arlovsky, though. Did not uh, deserve wait. that one either. That yes, was not, that's correct. That was gross. That you gotta know when you when you deserve those wins and not, and that was gross. He has been winning a lot of fights recently, but uh, none of them have been dominant by any by any stretch of the imagination. Very close wins. A lot of people argued with that decision, but he came away with the win. Uh, and then you picked against our guest today, so I'm sure that'll be a fun conversation when we bring him on the stream. Uh, <laughs> you picked Johan. I looked up the pronunciation before the show, and yeah, now I, I forget it. Linus, Linus, I think it's Linus. Yeah, Um, this feels like rock bottom for me. It feels like this is all coming to a head because I really liked, I liked the Rob Bomb play. I, I think Rob Bomb, you know, before the end of that second round, I thought he was looking pretty good. So I, I was pretty confident Rob Font, and then you know now Gabe Green going to come on and probably roast me for betting against him, which I deserve. Um, this feels like rock bottom for me on jab cross hook. So 
I, you know, hopefully this could turn it around, you know, next week. Uh, and then Amy, you bet on Jared Gordon as an underdog. Uh, Gerald Mearshart as an underdog. Uh, those two underdogs did not come through for you, but you hit uh, Natan Levy. Um, but unfortunately, he was a pretty big favorite. So uh, I am the winner kind of by default. But also, I'll be honest, like I said, I don't really feel like a winner because I still lost money. But I'll take it. A win's a win. Listen, a win's a win. Yeah. Hold uh, on so let's, with pride. Yes, exactly. And I will enjoy my uh, my victory wine. It's a it's a nice Malbec. <laughs> Do I know what a Malbec really is? Not. Yeah, I was not say, really. I don't know what that is. Um, but it's uh, it's become my red wine of choice because it's the only one I know. Uh, let's recap uh, the UFC really quick, uh, and then I'm sure Gabe will come on here probably in about ten minutes. Uh, let's talk about the main event: Marlon Vera, Rob Font. Do we have a photo of Rob Font's face afterwards? Because he he looked rough. I don't. No, think we couldn't we find right one. Now. I mean, come on, his face. He didn't. If we look posted. Like, did he? Yeah, you go, Amy. No, did he post it? I haven't seen it. I saw it just after the fight, but that's like viewer discretion advised. That is. Like, he it, it? That, that was graphic. That was, he posted, that was he posted it though. I don't think he posted it. Yeah, I it saw like, it on he, like ESPN. He's very much. Oh yeah, I mean I've seen photos, but he hasn't posted anything, and I think that's telling. Because even when you lose, typically fighters are like, "Yeah, look at like this war I was just in." He looked like a completely different person. It was bad. He looked like he just lived through like a horror movie. Yeah, like that's, his face was not looking. Good. That's two straight fights now where he like significantly outstruck his opponent and didn't really make any headway. You know, obviously by the end of it, like in the aggregate, he looked like the one in worse shape to site, like dealing out a ton more strikes. Like I went into this fight, like, again, I bet on Font, So like, I guess I'll give my side and you could give kind of your perspective, but first round, I thought he looked great. And then it, I think he might just be, his chin might be shot because he would be winning. I think he want, he was winning rounds two and three, and then would just get completely stunted in the last 45 to 30 seconds. And that would just ruin his round. So you know, it seems like he could deal out a lot of volume and he has the cardio, but it just seems like he can't wear any more damage. He looks like he's kind of a broken man. Very concerning, like, long-term for someone who I thought was ultimately a contender at bantamweight. I yeah, know. and I yeah. – oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say, you look really funny, Ian, because, like, for a moment there, you look like a little machine and your blinking was very slow. You went a little, like, fuzzy there. And also, I'm, I'm rocking a new – too, so that might be part of it. Yes, that's causing <laughs> the connection issues. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say I have an interesting question for you two, and I'm interested to hear uh, what you two think because uh, I think this fight kind of proves a point that some people have. I know Chael Sutherland has made this argument before, but do we need main events to be five rounds? Because some guys take damage, especially in the last two rounds, that they don't necessarily need to take, especially uh, non-title fight main events. Like, do we need to do five rounds? Like, that's a lot of day. 25 minutes of getting punched in the face. Is a long time, and we saw it on Rob Font this week. Uh, Amy, I'll start with you. How do you feel about five round fights? Do you do you do you like them? Are you against them? Do you feel indifferent? I like them because I think that that's the only way that a fighter is going to get the experience to then fight in a title fight. And I feel like if they just have like if the only chance of fighting a five round fight is if you're in a fight for a title, I think that's going to automatically give the champion some edge. And so I think that. Five round fights, yeah, they're, sure we don't they don't need the damage, but I don't know, it doesn't bother me. I like the five round fights. Yeah, I I think also typically when you get the main event, it's you're on like that title fight trajectory. You know, it's almost like a warm up to when you eventually get those championship fights. So I do think that you like if you if you're main eventing, you are 
somewhat in the mix for a title shot typically. So I think that five rounds actually justifies it. But do we Maybe. even need five round title fights? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think they're, they're different, different beasts. And like, again, I think that it kind of separates uh, the mid levels, the, you know, goods and the greats that could go five rounds and really keep up that cardio. Because again, Rob Font, I think has the cardio to go five rounds. I just don't think he could physically wear five rounds anymore. Where someone like Marlon Vera, and Ian, I want to ask you, you bet on Vera, you obviously saw the fight, and it looked like he could take that punishment. I'm still a little, because I like Marlon Vera. He's, you know, he's a G. I mean, he he looked like a beast out there, but I'm still, I still don't, like, this fight didn't change my, like, ceiling expectation of him. I don't necessarily see him, like, contending for a title. I think someone like Jan or Sandhagen or Aljamain Sterling, obviously the champion, I think they would still have their way with Vera. I didn't necessarily leave changing my over well overarching opinion of him why does that happen title contender why does that happen with marlon vera when he beat sean o'malley people said the same thing they were like oh he just kind of got lucky if they fought again sean o'malley would win no no, Uh, he front kicks frankie edgar for the win uh he beat up david he had jose aldo on the ropes like he's basically for the most part i know he lost that decision but for the most part he's kind of passed every test that's been thrown at him I don't know why people don't believe in him. I think he's more of like a gatekeeper of the division than a title contender, if you if you know what I'm saying. I just think there's like a ceiling. And I thought Rob Bob was in like the the next step, and clearly I underestimated his chin from the Aldo fight. But I just again I I I feel like like Vera was losing those first two rounds, like for sure. I don't know. That's how I see it. I think he deserves a chance. I definitely think he's earned the chance. But I agree. I know what you mean. Like, I don't think he's going to actually stand a chance when it gets to that yeah. point. You know? Is there any word on who's up next for him? I had to guess it's probably something like Jan. I can't or, remember. Or maybe Sanhagen. Yeah, know, I don't, I don't think that they talked about that. Dana don't wasn't worry. there, so we didn't really we get to, didn't get to ask him about that kind of stuff. So, But you well, know who was Marlon there? Vera. Zach Efron was there. Oh, I saw that you tweeted about that. I almost <laughs> Big lost. Zach Efron fan, eh? Oh my god! Yeah, I think Zach Efron's the only person I would ever like really lose my shit over. And I saw him walk in, and we had a moment. We looked at each other, and that was it. And then he walked away. But he's gonna remember me the rest of his life. I'm sure Absolutely. Yeah. Lock eyes. I've, ne- I've I've never locked eyes with Zach Efron. So you have that at all? I can say <laughs> he was wearing sunglasses too. So I'm just imagining he was probably looking at me. He was not. He was not looking like. In that direct, like looking directly at you, for directly sure. at me. There was nobody else around me. It had to be me. <laughs> Complete off off topic side note: living in New York, like famous people here, like just walk amongst normal people. So it's yeah. weird because, like, I'll see someone who I think is a famous person, but they're just like acting like a normal person. So I'm not sure. I'm like, like two weeks ago, I, I thought I saw Lawrence Fishburne. I was like, is that Lawrence Fishburne or just a guy that looks like Lawrence Fishburne? I don't know. I, I would never know unless I asked them. That's how it is in LA too. It's like the shittier their dress, they're probably famous. Yeah, like that's, like their, like that's their crap, idea though. Yeah, they are. Probably I do. Famous. I feel like LA. There's more paparazzi though. I feel like they're trying to yeah. avoid paparazzi. New York, like nobody bothers them yeah. for the that's most true. part. But that was a, that was a complete <laughs> off-topic side note, just because he brought up Zac Efron. Shout out Zac Efron, High School Musical. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about how Rob Font missed weight? How about that? Marlon Vera <laughs> fought a Rob Font that missed weight. That's right. I forgot about that until just this second. Yeah, he looked like poop. He he like kind of fell off the scale a little bit when he was coming off of it after. I don't know. I don't know. I, I go back and forth about if that had any effect on his performance. 
you know, like, was he, we'll yeah, like, was he depleted? Was he, was something going on? Was there an injury? Was there, you know, I don't know. I feel like the fact that he hasn't addressed the weakness, addressed the loss, there's something else going on. I, I think that the past two losses where he's kind of sitting on the doorstep of maybe a title shot, that's like a tough one. Like, I definitely think that this is like, again, I'm, I'm of the belief these things end fast. Like these guys at the top, they, they, it ends fast for them. So like this might be a look in the mirror type loss for him, especially the way he lost. I mean, he looked absolutely terrible. Again, we don't have the picture, but it, it was a very graphic finish that fight. I mean, credit to him. He credit to him. He finished the fight, but you know, he might be wearing this for a little bit. And it, I remember they were talking about like in the, you know, pre-fight like hype during the broadcast stuff, they were talking about how he got back out there and that might've like, um, aided to the weight cut that he had such a quick turnaround. He didn't maybe take the full time to recover from the injuries. So maybe that played a factor, but I think we're going to see Rob Fon out of action for quite a bit of time here. And he really heals up and tries to get back out there. But I honestly think that chin might be shot. Yeah. Uh, Andre Lasky, we talked about, he did get the win. It was a close win. He did, uh, he did get it though. Um, but now he's won what five fights in a row, four fights in a row. Uh, are they going to give Andre Arlovsky like a near top contender and try to give him another shot? Or are they just going to kind of keep giving him like middle of the road kind of guys? I hope they just keep giving him middle of the road kind of guys. Right. He's not exactly winning these fights in a way that are like, oh, maybe Andre Arlovsky is having a late career resurgence. I mean, he's looking good, especially for his age, but uh, I don't know if I want to see him fight the Derek Lewis's of the world or the uh, Curtis Blades of the world. Yeah, I, I don't I still there's obviously like a jump in class there, but he should have like he should have lost at some like, point straight. if you keep money on Orlovsky and like I felt dirty. Like I mean I lost like every other fight, so I guess I'll take it, but like I that I was like <laughs> shut off that he just went. Like give me a break. It's always but, really awkward to interview them afterwards too. I don't remember anyone directly I actually you know what? I was in the bathroom. I didn't I wasn't there for when he was being interviewed, but when those fighters come back, when they, when they win, when you were like, oh my gosh, there's no way. Like, I remember Macy Barber came back one time when she won, and I was like, there's no way this girl won. I'm pretty sure it was Macy Barber. And, like, it's just so awkward because you don't want to be like, oh, congratulations. Because I, I always started like, congratulations on your win. And you just want to be like, congratulations on getting lucky. Like, it's just yeah, when, so awkward. When one judge gives the other fighter a 30 27 and you want to split this a majority whatever it was like that's a tough look that is a tough win to take home but i i i will give Arlovsky this his we're talking about rob font's chin being shot he could like take shots collier was like throwing feet at him he, he was standing in there so i gave him a little bit of credit but no i don't think he's like any sort of contender going forward i mean if he faces anyone above him you know that's an easy fade i think for sure but shout out Andre Lasky, forty-three years yeah, no, old. Yeah, credit, man. He has how many fights now? F- quick math: fifty-six fights in professional mixed martial arts, which is insane. Eleven knockout losses, and he still has a chin. He's still out there throwing, still winning. I will fight say, win I will say, like even though I thought he should have lost that la- that fight to Collier, like he didn't look necessarily awful. Like obviously, he's like kind of a washed forty-three-year-old professional fighter, but like he was hanging in there with Collier, who's like a low-level heavyweight. Like, I'll give him a little bit of credit that he's been able to hold his own in there. I just thought he should have lost. Yeah. He convinced uh, the people that were important that he won. So. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, also, I I think maybe the crowd, I think the crowd was backing him. Maybe the crowd swayed, swayed the judges a little bit. 
Who knows? Kobe Covington. Did did we get Kobe Covington pictures of his broken tooth? Um, we don't. We, so we aren't. It's it's dicey because technically he owns them, but they're out there. If you Google broken tooth, they're out there, and it looks funny. I think yeah. I think I saw a picture. He got him fixed though, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. And they were fake I, to begin with, I believe. So. You know. All right. Any thoughts on Colby Covington? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess I guess that what I what I found interesting was that when everything happened, uh, Masvidal and his team said, "Oh, like taunted him about his tooth," and we always kind of wondered, "Well, are they just saying that? Are they being like dramatic?" But now we know that really did happen. His tooth really did break. So now you're. I'm kind of wanting to lean on the side of like. Masvidal's side is telling the truth because Colby hasn't said anything about it. So detail, all the details we know are from Jorge and his team. And so now I want to say, well, I guess those details are accurate, you know, and and I guess there was a picture of his, his watch that was supposedly broken. I didn't notice anything. Colby also, um, they were in court recently and he, he changed part of his damages to say that he now has a brain injury from the attack. Yeah. Which is like, Oh my God! How are you going to prove that's from the attack? Right. Yeah. You're a fighter for you're a punch in the face for a living. Yeah. So um, I just think it's interesting. I, I really I can't wait to see how this all plays out in court. Yeah, it's a developing story. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get more updates as we go along. Uh, our special guest is here. Uh, let's bring him on, Gabe Green, UFC fighter, fresh off a second round win this past weekend. Gabe, how are you doing? Congratulations on the win. How are you feeling this week? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling great, man. Thanks, you guys, uh, for inviting me on. Yeah, yeah, so, Gabe, I owe you an apology. We do a bet <laughs> draft every week, and I took your opponent last week. So, you know, I hope you could forgive me. I mean, listen, it's my fault. I'm the one who lost the money, so, you know, it's on me. I should have known, though, about this eye surgery you got, you know, round two, Seems like you really just hit another level, your cardio at another level, but you were talking post-fight about the vision. You know, can you walk us through getting this corrective eye surgery and eventually getting that knockout win in round two? Uh, first, just never bet again. Me. No, I, I listen, <laughs> like, I will like, like, like again. Again. You know, like never do it again. I will never do terrible it again. Terrible decisions. It's just bad, <laughs> bad all the way. Um, yeah, yeah, I used to, um, like my previous fights, I had really bad eyes, um, eyesight. Um I don't know what like my level of eyes were, but you know, like when you do the test, there's like the first really big letter, then the two mm-hmm. big letters, and then the three, four, and like it gets or it gets bigger or three and then five. I could only see the three, um, the three big letters. That was like after that, and even those were kind of blurry. Um, like I couldn't see the fourth row whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, being able to see now, big, big, big difference. <laughs> that and um, like my depth perception was even worse than my vision. I couldn't tell how far. I was in space or how things were in space compared to like myself. So yeah, when someone was like here and like we're throwing me keys and stuff, I would be trying to track them through the air and like be dropping them and stuff like that. Um, but now, yeah, you can throw me some keys and I'll be like, bam. So like, it's, <laughs> it's a dramatic, dramatic, dramatic difference. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, the first round I, 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 did, I played it really slow. My coaches didn't want me to go in there and just start checking them like usual because um, I do have decent movement and I can see things. And uh, uh, then he has that knockout power. So, you know, they're like, all right, just, you know, let him get tired the first one, you know, be 
pressure him, but don't stand right in front of him. So that's what I did. And second round, he definitely was a lot more tired than me. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And a fantastic finish at that, you know, obviously round two. And I, that round one play was competitive. It was back and forth. And then, you know, you got some round two, which was apparent. We have a video. I want to show that before we get too far. It's actually from your Instagram, Gabe. We had to change the music so that we could air it, but let's show it real quick if it's ready. I love that video. I love seeing all the family and friends freaking out. So who are those people? Uh, I mean, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, you know, godparents, cousins, and then, yeah, some couple, a couple of friends out there. Uh, they actually were, when they watched it in Vegas, they wanted to be like next to me as soon as I got out of the apex. So yeah, they all just went to Vegas and first they were just going to watch it in their room, but like 10 people turned into like 40 people. And then they're like, it's a little too, too many people in one room. So they just went downstairs to watch it at a, a bar or something. And yeah, I'm, I'm just so lucky to have like, that giant support system that I have. I, yeah, I've like, every time I watch it, I like try to like pay attention to a new person and just like everybody's <laughs> reactions. Cause it's like a buildup. It's, it's, it's me, you know, like hitting them and kind of uh, like shaking them a little bit. So he takes a couple steps back and then, and then me punching him and now him not punching back and everyone gets up a little higher. And then when he drops everyone a little bit higher and then when the ref, you know, waves it off, everyone just, <sighs> It's, yeah, yeah. I love is it. it hard not to be able to have them with you or is it like is part of you like hey i can focus on this i don't have to worry about like my family being there and taking care of them or, or would you rather they be right there in the in the apex with you i mean I, I definitely would rather them be like in the apex with me watching it live um i don't know i just like love the and i just like like fighting in front of a crowd in front of people in general uh fighting at the apex with you know, like the hundred people or whatever it were in there was like the most people I've fought in front of since like 2018. So, I mean, mm -hmm. even that was nice, but I definitely, there's nothing like fighting in front of like just your people when they're there because you could totally feel their energy just like going through the air. And, and uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the next fight that they can actually be at. You know, you may not have had your family, but you had Zach Efron there. Into this as much as I can. It was, it was really cool too. Cause like, I mean, I, there must've been some guys that bet some money on me or were just a fan of me because uh, like after the first round was over uh, or like even walking in, people were cheering for me. And then after the first round was over, I'm in my corner and some guys like, all right, Gabe, you're down one, but it's okay. Just keep it. You're going to break them. I'm like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's the plan. So, yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, as soon as I won, you know, like the whole place went wild. It was super cool. I can't say for sure if Zach Efron is one of the people wilding out, but just for my own, my, in, in my own mind, that's just what happened. I think he was the loudest one in there. Yeah, he was definitely. <laughs> Uh, speaking of betting, because you just brought up uh, that maybe some people had some money on you. Reed said he went went against you. I'm glad he admitted that, and I didn't have to call him out myself because I was getting ready to do that. Um, <laughs> do you ever take a look at the odds uh, before you fight an opponent to see if you're like the favorite, the underdog? Do you ever take a look at the odds before a fight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always put a little bit of money on myself anyway. So I look nice. At how, you know, like, <laughs> that was my next question. It's, it's always good to double dip, you know. Just, <laughs> all right, let me, let me let me win a couple extra check just in case they don't give me that bonus. You know, like I'll give myself <laughs> one. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I check out the odds. I'll, I'll even um, or not even me per se. My cousins and stuff, my friends will send me like people's predictions on the fights, and they'll be like, "Look at these dummies! They think you're gonna lose." And I'll be like, "Like me, so, you know." <laughs> 
um one of the, it was funny too because um so i had a a little mishap in training and i bruised my heart but um and i mentioned it to someone in an interview uh that it happened to me and that's why i had to pull out of fighting with dwight grant and um that turned into me having full-blown heart surgery and like almost like being dead and like people wondering how i'm even able to fight so it's just it's funny how like things get around and stuff like mm. that how do you bruise your heart I, I just got i got hit like right specifically on the heart and it just like it was it was great um so the the cardiologist told me that when he was in high school like i guess the wide receiver at the um on the football team got hit and like he just did like a little curling route put his hands up to catch the ball and was like just the one right through his fingertips hit him in the heart and um he had like a little bit of chest pain and he ended up dying later that day it's really? like when you get hit in the right spot and you keep on using your heart and moving around and stuff like that, it just, it doesn't heal. And then, you know, like it doesn't take a lot. So yeah, I got, I got hit in the heart, um, in, in the middle of sparring and, um, just right directly on it. Um, and I felt like, it almost felt like my heart stalled, like, you know, like you're in a stick shift car and it just like, went mm. to do. I took a knee and I was like, not good i think not, I, not like, really. I was like yeah I, I was like should i go back in like you know and it was one of those like first round type things too like i didn't even get going and it's sparring day and i was like i had a fight to get ready for you know like should i um and i was like nah i took a shower i went to the hospital just you know i thought to like you know just let's better be safe than sorry but then it turns out to be this like yeah um, that decision might have saved your life no, yeah, essentially, yeah, that's what they were saying. If I would have continued to spar, the chances of me dying, like, and just, like, yeah, going out. That's crazy. So, yeah, I did the, you know, God's on my side, you know, they decided to give me some wisdom that day and was like, Gabe, you know, don't think with ego, just be the smart person. Go, go check it out. So I went to the hospital uh, and um, they asked me, you know, like, how do you feel? I was like, I mean, I got some shortness of breath and my, I guess my, because uh, when you get hit there, everything stiffens up to protect you you know so like my shoulder was kind of leaning forward and my pec was really tight and everything mm -hmm. was just like and they were like well i mean that doesn't look good so um they did like a blood test on me and i had a when your heart gets injured troponin i think is the enzyme it gets released into the bloodstream and they were like way higher than usual and then that the, as soon as they saw that they were like they threw an oxygen mask on me because i was just at urgent care put me in paramedics, like took me. I was like, you guys are gonna give me a heart attack, man. I'm like, <laughs> paramedic bill, man. Uh, so yeah, they threw the ambulance, took me there. Uh, and then I was just on watch. They were checking me every couple hours, making sure that, um, cause there's like a threshold of like, when your troponin level gets like too high, like it's really, really bad. Um, like when you have your a heart attack, it's like really, really high. So I didn't get like, to that point, I was like just under it before it started going back down. Uh, but once it was on the trend back down, they they released me and they're like, all right, you know, just um, obviously don't work out for a second. Um, my like main doctor was like, like don't watch scary movies, don't don't get too excited, like just just relax. Um, so I couldn't work out for a while, and then um, once the cardiologist and everything released me completely, then slowly slowly work back and starting off with just like some conditioning and then finally able to wrestle and you know spar again how long ago did you say that was that was in it was september i believe yeah kevin nicholson asked actually a, a legitimate question did you then like after this fight did you like go to like a cardiologist or something to get checked in like after this past fight 
after this past one, no, I mean, it, it felt fine. I didn't have any, I, I didn't have any problems. Probably might be a smart thing for me to do, but you know, when I, as far as the cardiologist told me, like once he was like, you're cleared, you're good to go. You're like, you're not going to have any problems. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm straight. Um, so first, thank God you're like, okay, <laughs> that's always good. But that Dwight Grant fight that you had to pull out of, is that kind of one you want to get back? Like, is that something you were like, Hyped up for obviously Dwight Grant, veteran of you know the welterweight class. Is that someone maybe kind of on not like your checklist, but someone you're definitely itching to get back in the ring moving forward? Uh, I mean, like I told uh, Amy after the fight, the only person I've got really eyes on is um, D Rod. Besides that, I mean, whoever. I mean, yeah, if if they want to match me up with Grant again, more than more than willing to run that, do that all day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like like if if we get to fight, cool. If we don't get to fight, you know whatever whoever they match with me then uh, i'm gonna sign the contract and we'll get it going yeah i mean i definitely have rod on this list of things i want to talk to you about like is it the fact that you have a loss to him that's why you want to get that back so so badly is it him like as a fighter do you have anything against him like what um, yeah no, in there? I, I don't have anything against them i mean i i think he's he's good and i think just stylistically it's an amazing fight for everyone to watch, you know, like, um, I mean, he hit me like 170 something times, but, you know, I still landed like 140 or something like that. So it wasn't like I wasn't cracking them too, you know, and that was uh, me rusty as shit. So I, you know, I, I just want to fight him. Um, like I don't even need like uh, an entire camp. Give me, give, give me like three weeks, four weeks, you know, like just, just give me his name on a thing. Actually, you know, Shit, if something happens to one of his opponents and there's another four-day notice, I'll take that one, too. I, I just really want to fight him again now that I'm not. Because it wasn't just four days notice. It was I hadn't fought in two years. I wasn't training. Everything was shut down because of COVID. So it was probably, you know, me at the most unprepared you can, like, imagine getting ready for him. So, I mean, now that I'm training all the time, even if they hit me up on, like, a day's notice, it's going to be a totally different fight. Yeah. Yes, I imagine you wouldn't turn down a short notice fight now just because that first one didn't kind of go your way. Because like you said, there's so many variables that went into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, and then like I said, I mean, he made me, he, he gave me my, my first L in the UFC and I would like to, I mean, you can't wipe it clean, I lost, but you know, just like, like a little asterisk, like, but he got it back, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So um, another opponent that you have a loss to that's in the UFC is Jalen Turner. And obviously he's not in your weight class. Is that somebody that you would like to also get a kind of like a redo over with? If that, if I mean, I would totally be down to fight Jalen too. If he, uh, I don't think I'm making 55 anymore though. So he would have to come up to 170. Uh, that's why, I mean, I don't really press that one so much. I don't think he wants to come up to 170, but if you ever wanted to come up to 170, yeah, by all means, <laughs> I'll take that one too. Uh, and, and I believe uh, you've also been training uh, with a, another former guest of ours, Ozzy Diaz, as well. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Ozzy, that's my boy. I was just talking to him. I was like, when's your contender series fight, man? Which day it is? I'm, I need to get tickets. How do I get tickets? Yeah, I was like just texting him before I got on here. <laughs> How do you think he's going to do? Oh, he's going to smash, man. Uh, Ozzy is he is so good. Like He helped me get ready for I didn't even really like. I knew kind of of him, but I didn't really uh, know who he was, but he helped me get ready for uh, when I fought Roe. And um, just, you know, and then I experienced Ozzy for the first time. He's so like long and like, 
moves good. Like, I'm like, you fight at 185. Why are you moving so gracefully? Like, doesn't make any sense. Stay still. He's, uh, and then he's like, no slouch on the ground or anything either. You know, it's got solid wrestling. I think he's going to do so good in the UFC. I think so too. Yeah. And he uh, told what me what his opponent is. I don't think I can say, but I think he's going to, I think he's going to do well with that opponent. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, no, yeah. I, I feel sorry for whoever they match with. Whoever, whoever's in front of them in general. I, the, the Ozzy's going to kill it. Yeah. Uh, I noticed something, Gabe, that uh, all of your submission wins so far in your professional career, all by rear naked choke. Is that kind of your specialty, or do you find that's just kind of the submission that kind of opens up for you? Um, I mean, it, it does open up for me, but, um, I mean, if you've watched my like any of my tape in, um, in the fights, I'm a pretty good back rider. Like, once I get on the back, it's pretty hard to get me off. So um, a little mixture of both. Uh, for some reason, people do give me their neck a lot of the time, though. So I think it's just they get they get tired and they got two options. They can either stand in front of me and continue to bang and risk getting knocked out or they can dive for a takedown. And um, usually I'm able to sprawl and then take the back. It's just what it is. And then once I'm, yeah, if I'm on your back, I'm glued to it and then it's over. I like to ask this question of our guests. Is there, is there a certain submission you haven't pulled off yet that you kind of have in your back pocket? Like in the training room, is, is there, do you do have a specialty that you go to when you're rolling uh, quite often or, or anything like that? Um, I mean, I'm just, I got, I got all kinds of tricks, you know, I'm, I'm good at, I'm good at all kinds of submissions. I just don't really, I'm not, I don't really like push the, the grappling exchanges too much. You know, like um, I like to keep it standing, not because, I'm not good at grappling. It's just what I think is the most fun. I think it's what people want to see more so than anything is the, the like a stand-up exchange. So that's where I keep it. But I mean, yeah, if we ever went to the floor, you guys would be surprised at how many um, submissions I'd be able to snatch up. If that's what it was give, if that's what was given to me, you know, they just keep on giving me their neck, so I just take it. You know. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned earlier that you uh, that you bet on yourself, which uh, I love that move. Uh, do you bet on any other UFC fights not involving yourself? Uh, I mean, not too much. I'm not a giant uh, bet guy. You know, I like I have complete control of what's going on in my right. fight, so I don't. It's not. It's like yeah. a different bet. You know, it's not like I'm rolling. You know, something to be like, all right, let's see how it goes. You know, I know how much I put in, and at that point, I'm completely confident in it. It's not even like like a bet, bet, you know, it's like, all right, let's, here's more money. Let's go. Um, but I mean, if I can put money on Ozzy, I'm definitely gonna put money on Ozzy. I don't know if we can do that on the contender series, but yeah, you can, you can. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna drop some money on Ozzy for sure. Cause that, that's everyone go put some money on Ozzy. That's a win all day. But when you, when you're, when you're watching, you know, these fight nights and the pay-per-views and stuff, are you aware, like not even that you're betting, but are you looking at the odds? Obviously it's a huge part of the broadcast now and stuff, but you look and like, even when you're even like lightly scouting people at welterweight or something like that, like, Hmm, that's interesting. Like they have the, them favored or they have this person as an underdog, something like that. Like, all right, I guess maybe not betting on them, but are you aware of the betting lines and how maybe the public perceives, but maybe how you think differently considering yeah, you're, yeah. you're inside. I, I, I'll, I'll check them out and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's interesting. Um, one of my really good friends and teammates, Josh Jones is uh, he, I mean, he'll bet and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll talk about stuff and be right. like, Dang, he really came at that big of an underdog. That doesn't make any sense. You know, that's a real live dog right there. And, you know, yeah. we'll just talk about things like that. I really don't be like putting a bunch of money down. Of course. Not me, but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Sometimes guys come in 
some sometimes there's some real live dogs in there and i mean every once in a while if he's like there's a giant underdog when we think he has a shot in winning you know so i, I put a little bit of money on bobby because i was like i knew it was going to be hard when he fought um what do you uh who do you fight um makachev that was yeah the big underdog. his last one last one yeah yeah um I knew, I mean, knew, I knew what he was gonna do to Bobby, but I was like, Bobby's never been subbed before. Can he sub Bobby? Is he gonna be able to hold? I was like, Bobby's pretty squirmy. Is he gonna be able to get up there? And then I've moved around with Bobby. You know, I've sparred with him back when I was a 55er. I was like, you know what? I, just in case. And plus, he's you know, he's my boy. I was like, I'm gonna throw some money on him. So yeah, I mean, that one didn't. That unfortunately didn't work out like I planned. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about stuff like that. Uh, one more question uh, got to ask you before you go, Gabe. Your pick for this weekend, Justin Gaethje, uh, Charles Oliveira. Who do you got winning uh, winning the title fight? Yeah, they, the best way I can put it is if it's like round one or two um, for the would you said the Chandler one or no the Gaethje Oliveira? Yeah. Um, Gaethje Oliveira. You know I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gaethje. Okay. Oh, I knew because 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 um, Chandler had Oliveira like dead to rights in the first yep. round, and then and then I I think Gaethje's durable enough to like continue that same kind of onslaught for more than just the first round. You know, Chandler Chandler kind of fizzes out a little bit sometimes, or you you know, like he can't keep that that war going. Although you know it. He did have a pretty good one with Gaethje himself. That fight was freaking amazing. Yeah, that was one of the fights of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know what? Like, I'm a big fan of Oliver, but I think I think I kind of think Gaethje's gonna pull it out. It sounded like you were gonna give us a prediction for Ferguson Chandler. I wanna yeah, yeah. I got asked about that one a little earlier. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I think that um, I think for that one, um, for round one or two can easily be Chandler, but I think if it goes to the third, I think Ferguson's going to win. Oh, okay. Ferguson's a big underdog. Yeah, I mean, big underdog. he hasn't, I mean, and he fought, was his last fight was Benny, right? And Benny's, Benny's a stud for, and um, like I've trained with Benny too. Um, and it's just like, Ferguson's one of those guys you can't really count out, you know, he just like, I, he just keeps on coming and and that kind of just like all right i'm not gonna stop against someone um who can fizzle out like chandler or you know like after it gets cracked a couple times kind of um you know sometimes goes under i think that if ferguson is like on his bumper then the entire fight and just you know starts just chopping him with elbows and stuff like that though being ferguson that the third round he might take it oh okay interesting well taking i love it gabe well, you're going to say one more thing, Amy? No, I was saying I'm taking notes. Everything he's saying, I'm like typing what he's saying so I can remember <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, congratulations on your win once again. Uh, and Reed promises to never bet against Never you, again. Uh, again. Yeah, you live and you learn. Learn from <laughs> your There it is. I always say bet on green to win you more. That's like oh, the best thing. Oh, that's a good one. Well, congrats. And I will, trust me, next fight, I got you. We're going to be, we're both going to beat Daniel Rodriguez. I'll cash, you'll win. You'll get your hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thanks for having right, me. Thanks guys. a lot, Gabe. Thank Take you care. so much. Bye. Right. Ooh, cool. such good insight. I like literally changed a few of my bets. <laughs> and I'm uh, thrilled he didn't like get mad at me that I bet against him. He yeah. just like laughed at me. I, anyone else should. So I'm happy he's he was uh I mean listen, he won, so why does it matter to him?
Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> crazy story about this bruised heart too. I did not know that. That's uh, yeah, that was a wet. That every took a wild, wild turn. What an all-time decision to not keep sparring and to go to go to the hospital. Just an all-time, an all-time smart decision. Uh, holy moly. Uh, we got to get in the draft here because we got a lot of fights to get through. And we're a little bit behind schedule here. Uh, really it's quick. The before... episode. What's that? I said it's the, the main episode. episode. Yes, very true. And we are going to do an extra round of the draft because of that. Um, but before we jump into that, just uh, need to shout out Can- uh, Canelo Alvarez is fighting this weekend. Cinco de Mayo, he fights every Cinco de Mayo. Um, I well, I don't know why every single time that I bring up the fight, I forget his opponent's name, but it's Dimitri Bivol. Bivol? I think I looked into this a little bit. I think he might have a chance to beat Canelo. Oh, is that crazy? We say this every know. time. We say this every time. It's every time Canelo fights. Oh, this he is eventually right. Kevin Nicholson. Kevin Nicholson just chiming in really quick says, awesome interview. So glad I found this. That injury was serious. Very serious. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah, doesn't get any more serious than that. Because, yeah, you do hear every now and then about, like, a high school athlete or, uh, like, a, it's happened before in the professional realm. And I know, like, an NFL player, like, 10 or so years ago died. And that, that's basically what it, hockey. It actually happens all the time. Well, not all the time. But I think more frequently in hockey than other sports as well with the checking. Like, someone just gets hit and just the perfect wrong spot, and that's it. Uh, they try to keep playing. Like, hockey players, like, just collapse on the bench, like, 10 minutes later. So, very glad that Gabe is okay. Excited to see uh, him fight in the future. And uh, like we said, uh, Reed, you will not be uh, betting against him again. You can't. Even if you want to oh, at this I, point. This listen, game, it's, like, I typically, like, side now. Like, if we interview the person, like, I'm kind of on their side. But, like, this is – I like am now tied to Gabe Green for life. Like this, yeah. I'm gonna run this guy up the ladder. <laughs> yes, and we are gonna get into our bet draft. And by the way, speaking of guests, uh, our guest last week is fighting this week. Uh, Randy Brown. Is anyone gonna bet bet against him? Let's find out. That would be tough. That'd be tough. That'd be rude. <laughs> I'm sure one of us will draft uh, to bet on him, though. But uh, for anyone who's new watching, the way that this works, it's a snake draft uh, with bets. Uh, we go in. It one, two, three, and then whoever picks last then picks first the next round. That's why it's called a snake draft. Uh, we bet our favorite bets for this weekend's card. Obviously, when a fighter is selected, uh, they can't be selected by one of the other two people. And then at the conclusion of the card, we uh, add up our record and our units because it is betting. So you got to take into consideration what their odds are and whoever walks away uh up the most units or in the case of last week's show down the fewest units uh, which is how i won last week uh wins the draft i won last week it's my second ever win that means that i get to pick the order of this week's draft now this is a little bit more important because it's a pay-per-view and for pay-per-view first round is prelims only and then the main card can get introduced into the start of the second round so because of that i'll be picking last so i can have the first uh the first main card pick um, Amy, I'll let you go first. Uh, Reed, you go second. I have a feeling who Amy's going to take number one. I have, yeah. a, I have a hunch. <laughs> I think, yeah, okay. Well, it we'll might, talk to her after. It might I... rhyme with Mandy Brown. Mandy <laughs> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, duh. That's who I'm picking, Randy Brown. Sorry I didn't tell the graphics team my pick. Um, they know they probably had that one. There's a fly in this room, and it's funny. Basically, um, when I picked the order, I was just basically deciding who's going to get Randy Brown because yeah. I think whoever was picking first was going to take him. You have to. Friend of the yeah, show. Yeah, definitely Randy Brown. I mean, come on. It's it, And I was asking off air, I was asking about these pick that are like not quite exact. 
because I think that his opponent is minus 115 or something like that. So it's a little weird kind of odds there. But, I mean, I, I, I got to pick Randy Brown. Come on. Of course. Yeah. And he is minus 105. So I'm just trying to tweet out the link here. Reed, are you ready with your with your first pick? If that's uh, if that's if if we don't want to add anything else, I'm interested no, if anyone's going to bet listen. against him and take Chaos Williams. That'd be really no, no, no. I I do like Randy in this fight. I'm going to be betting on Randy. I just think there he has uh what's the right way to say it? like superior skill set. I think he can win. I mean, listen, Chaos can throw knockout power, but Randy's proven to be pretty durable as we pull up the prelim odds. But listen, Chaos is kind of a one trick pony. It's is he going to throw a crazy right hook and knock his opponent out? I think Randy could hold up. I think he's more talented on the ground. And, yeah, I'm, I I agree with the pick. Uh, super quick issue I need to bring up. I accidentally tweeted out the link to join the stream. It was up for five seconds before I deleted it. So oh, two no. producers, if random people start joining and try to join the stream, <laughs> oops, my bad. It's deleted. It was up for, like, two seconds. I'm sorry. My mistake. I'm trying to tweet out the – uh, I'm trying to tweet up the link so people can watch. Fun little guest. Yeah, besides the besides the fact that Randy Brown was a guest last week, I, I like I even if he wasn't, I think he he'd be the pick here in this fight. So uh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, he's got way more experience than his opponent. Um, and if if I recall, I could be wrong. I believe Chaos is on a, like a significant layoff. Right? He hasn't fought. Yeah. I know he fought last. I know he fought last summer. I'm not sure if he's fought since. That was probably last, like July or August. Yeah, Again, I'm not sure if he's fought since then. He beat. Um, yeah, no, he did. He fought in November. So oh, okay, I didn't, don't remember that. I one. mean, all, all right. right. Did he lose? No, he won. He TKO'd oh. Miguel Beza. Okay. Well, yeah, and I mean, listen, Beza is a guy right? that you know a few weeks ago I faded against Andre Falajo, and part of it was his he could get finished. So I think. Someone like that is someone that could play into Chaos's uh, strengths, but I think Randy's a little bit more technical, a veteran. I think he's going to slow this slow this fight down and make it more of a crawl. And again, I think he has the grappling upside. So I agree with you, Amy. Not on my pick. I'm going to say this one wrong, but again, I think I hit rock bottom. So we got to try and build this back up. So I'm going to I'm going to get a little aggressive early. I'm going to take Macy Chason. 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 Chase on. Okay, plus 185. Ian, I wow. guess that's not or he's with me. Um, or he's betting listen, on her opponent. Listen, I understand that Norma Dumont's 7-1, but I'm just not buying, like, her recent run. She got Aspen Ladd, and I watched that fight, and, like, I have no idea what Aspen Ladd was doing in that fight. Like, it was... She just, like, had zero game plan. I'm pretty sure her coach... This was the fight where her coach was, like, yelling at her on the bench, like... What are you doing? Like, wake up. And her boyfriend. Up. Well, her boyfriend was also as upset as the yes. coach would be. Yes. Um, and then I, she came out and won round three. So, again, I know Jason's off the loss to Raquel Pennington, but she has four inches of height, five inches of reach. She throws more. I think she's the more technical grappler. I just think that this is a crazy price, nearly two to one. I think that this is a fight closer to a pick I'm going to take Jason. And hopefully I get off to a hot start here, try and build up those units for uh, the main card. Ian, I can't tell if you're either like – usually I can tell if you're like laughing. That usually means you're like against me. Like you're like – that either means like you're not sure or you're – I stole one of your picks. No, so I, I looked – so Macy was one of the names where I like – if I, when I initially looked at the list and the list of odds, her name jumped out. And then I looked into the numbers and I studied for her fight. And I was like, no, I don't like her at all. She's going to lose. 
behavior. Okay. So I'm against well, her, but I'm not. She's a, a big underdog, though. She is a big underdog. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick the opposite side though, because it's just too. The odds are too long. No value to, to try to win this draft. So, uh, but best of luck, my friend. I wish oh, you well. Thank you. Flattering. <laughs> so um, my first pick, and I'm really doing a bad job of. I do this uh, with my first pick uh, every time, as I forget to let our producers know. I apologize for that. But uh, if I, if you, if if I were to ask you. Which fighter in the UFC gave Habib and Nurmagomedov his biggest challenge? Who would you say? Well, I mean, I'm going to make a joke and say Tony Ferguson, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just, it's kind of... You weird. know. Uh, I was going to say... Maybe it's Gleison Tebow, I think. You know. I thought he fought Francisco Trinaldo, but I'm looking at I'm looking back at his record. I don't think he did. I might have just mixed him up with Gleison Tebow. That ruined my whole intro. I'm taking Francisco oh. Trinaldo regardless. <laughs> Uh, and Fail. a pick him here. Um, they did, he didn't fight Habib. I think I was thinking of Glace Debo. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out later. Uh, but I am done with betting against old guys just because they're old. Because uh, Francisco uh, Trinaldo is 43 years old. Every time I've gone, I've gone with that strategy. Um, it has not worked out for me. Um, but I mean, he's he's still a good fighter. Four and one in his last five fights. And now he's taking on Danny Roberts, who, to be honest, I think is going to lose this fight and then might get cut. Uh, Danny Roberts on a two-fight win streak, but his last fight against Ramazan Amiv, uh, split decision victory, and it was uh, a terrible decision. We were talking about a bad decision earlier with Andre Arlovsky. This was an even worse decision. Um, 10 out of 12 media outlets, I looked into this, 10 out of 12 media outlets scored uh, the fight as a win for Amiv. So terrible decision. So really, he should be uh, one in three in his last four fights, and he just hasn't really beat anyone impressive. Uh, I'm going to take the old... The old veteran, Francisco Trinaldo. Any okay. thoughts? No. Okay, so no thoughts. Uh, go ahead and bring up the <laughs> graphic for round for your, one. Yeah, I'm anxious for your main card pick, I think. <laughs> um, if one of you could recap that while I type in my second pick here. Yeah, I could go. Uh, so Amy and Ian both go with basically coin flips and Randy Brown for Amy at minus 105. Ian goes Francisco Trinaldo at minus 110. I'm getting a little aggressive trying to get off the – the Schneid here. So I go Macy Chiazon. Chazen? Chazon. Chazon. Plus 185. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've won a draft in like the last like five. So I feel like I need, you know, guy try and shake it up a little bit. Get it like a spicy draft. Are you now going. overthinking things though? And just taking crazy. I don't think it's so. like you're chasing. No, 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 no. I don't think that this is a chase. Right. Chase on. Uh, uh-huh. I think. Oh, yeah. I she was on my short list, and of course, first round is prelims only. And Randy Brown went, nothing else really jumped off the page to me, so I'm cool kind of taking a shot early because the main card I kind of lean more towards favorites overall. So I, I want to try and you know back myself up with a few underdogs early. Uh, complete side note before I give out my next pick, uh, credit to me because uh, Reed, I know you took a week off the show once to watch your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, my diehard most favorite team in the world, are playing right now, and I'm, I don't have it on TV. I haven't looked at the score, so credit to me for uh, for not skipping like Reed did. So really quick, really quick, because I've done this, I've done the show with Nets games on playoffs a little bit different. Are you like DVR pausing it? Are you pausing it and then like gonna shut off your phone and like catch up live, or are you gonna like just jump into the game. 
No, I can't be behind schedule. I'll just jump into the game. It'll be probably. No, see, I, I, I would tee it up where I like pause my TV, come and do the show or something, and yeah. then I'd come out and watch it. Maybe I could have done that. I didn't even think about it. But uh, go Listen, Leafs. This is why you need me. This is this is this is what I'm here for. Those like. I, but then I, I feel like I would accidentally look at Twitter and then just ruin it. So. Um, no, I'm not, I'll just catch. I, I'm only probably going to miss the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. Uh, but regardless, my first pick of the second round here, uh, it is a pick in the main event of the evening. <laughs> I am taking at the end of the at the end of the fight. Bruce Buffer is going to yell, and still mm. the undisputed lightweight champion of the world. Give me Charles Oliveira, sizable favorite here. Uh, minus 180, but I'm going to take some underdogs, I think, uh, in the later rounds of this draft. I wanted to get my guy. Uh, also, I feel like I might have been able to get him later in the draft because I think both of you might be on Gaethje. I think you might have said that in the past shows. But regardless, just in case, I wanted to get him. Um, most submission wins in UFC history by four. He doesn't just have the most submission wins by one, by two, by three. Four more submissions than anyone else and UFC history, and Justin Gaethje really hasn't fought a grappler in his entire UFC career outside of Habib, and he got choked out yeah. by Habib. So uh, I guess you could, you might be able to say that Tony Ferguson's a bit of a grappler, but not really. He's kind of grapple second strike first. I think Charles Oliver is going to take him down. I think he's going to submit him, and I, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a fight for him. I think the odds makers have this one right. I'm hearing a lot of people saying that Gaethje has value at his current price. I don't think so. I think the odds makers have it right. Give me Charles Oliveira minus one eighty. Yeah, I I don't know how I'm gonna bet this fight yet. I'm I'm gonna play like props, like you know what I, I'm gonna try and like go longer shot. I I do like Gaethje in general, but I also am like aware that I think Charles Oliveira is like still being I feel underpriced as a champion. It feels like he's not getting the respect that a champion of his stature should be. So I don't know how I'm gonna play it yet. Maybe like I feel like it's Gaethje round one or like Oliveira by sub, right? Like. I feel like Gaethje's win equity is like all in the first round, so I was gonna stay off that fight altogether. But I can't hate. I can't hate the pick. I think Charles is like likely to win. I feel like what happens with Oliveira and it's happened in the past with some fighters is guys who are kind of like average fighters for like the early parts of their career, but then all of a sudden take a big leap up. People still think about old Charles Charles Oliveira. He's not that old guy. He's taken leaps and bounds. With his uh, with his fighting ability over the past few years, and Amy, I think I saw you tweeted this. So correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think you said that he has become a better fighter. He thinks since having a child. Is that correct? Yeah, he I says know. he believes he's become a better father and fighter. No, fighter and hurt like a man. I don't know when this baby was born though. I'm gonna just just for just for me. I'm yeah. gonna say right before he got, went on this hot streak. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's the new dad theory. It's a theory yeah. I've subscribed to in the UFC in the past. Yeah, baby bump. Always always a factor. You know who else just became a new dad for the second time? Michael Chandler. Ooh. Just saying. He is, so he is as, a big favorite this weekend. We'll see. Yeah. As we move, though, I'll, I'll segue yeah, us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said I, I like a lot of favorites in the main card, but one underdog I do like, and I want to get them on the – Board is Joe Liaison. Liaison? Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon. Lozon. So listen, I started betting the UFC heavily when Cowboy won on his like run, like a few years back. And I get Liaison hasn't fought in a while, but Donald Cerrone is 0-4-1 in his last five fights. He should have lost the other fight to Nico Price. That was a, a draw. I, I don't buy into that. But to me, Cerrone's over the hill. Lazon's coming off this huge layoff, so I understand the concern. 
mean, it's 17 submission wins, and Cerrone, I don't think, has the gas tank to really hold up if this hits the ground. Why is he an underdog? Because he hasn't fought in two years? Like, I understand he's old, and I understand he hasn't fought, but, like, Cerrone's fought, he's looked terrible. Like, am I overreacting? I feel like this could end up being, like, one of the easier – like, hindsight, he could look like a big favorite here, lays on, in my opinion. Tell Amy, me do you want to talk about it or you want me to? <laughs> I mean, I think – I think the reason he is an underdog, right? He's an underdog, is yes. because it's cowboy, and cowboy is one of those fighters like Tony, where you just never bet against them because they're cool. they just uh, have this ump about them, huh? <laughs> do you, do you, you still yeah. think? Do you still like? I guess you could draft cowboy, but I mean, given his recent run, he looks like he's on his way out. Lays on coming off this layoff, I feel like he's going to come in ready to fight. You know, I feel that's at least how I'm handicapping it. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I was going to talk about this, but I don't, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to pick Cowboy. But um, one thing is uh, before media day today, and it's never happened that I've seen, the PR came in and advised all of us that Cowboy did not want to talk about retirement. He did not want any retirement questions. He would not ask, he would not ask them. And he asked us politely to not ask him anything about retirement. To me, that sounds like retirement is coming. Yeah, right? Like, he's like, I don't yeah. want to face that right now. But I think that maybe he's, yeah, he's not ready to face it. Maybe he wants it to be a surprise, you know, to the fans. I don't know what it is. He, I mean, definitely Cowboy feels like he's on the way out. Actually, we have a picture that I took today at Media Day. Um, he got really emotional and cried, like sobbed at Media Day, talking about his son, um, he was saying that his son has, you know, the first time that we all saw him, his son, was a baby, you know, lifted up him up in the cage. This is, he said, this is the first time his son is going to watch him walk out and fight and remember it. And so I just feel like when you have a fighter who is thinking retirement and has their child there, that's going to give him even more umph to want to win. You know, I think that's like, that's my, that's kind of what I, I had him on my list. I'm not sure if I'll pick him, but that's kind of the, the direction I was going with Cerrone. He just really seemed like a different fighter, a more mature fighter. My quick 30 seconds about this fight, because I'm not going to pick Cerrone either. These are two OG legends of the game. I talked about Clay Guida a couple weeks weeks ago. Guys who fought before fighting was cool, back before the UFC was this massive, you know, international billion. I don't know. I'm assuming they're a billion dollar company. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, but you get my point. Like these, these are two of the last OG guys. They're both very clearly on their way out. As Amy kind of alluded to, this might be uh, Donald Cerrone's last fight. This could be Joe Lozon's last fight. I mean, he is, I mean, what is he, two and four in his last six? Like, he hasn't looked good. He's lost a bad TKO fight, uh, fights via TKO as well. I'm going to stay away because these kinds of fights where it's two guys who are like going out, it's like, which guy was more motivated in camp? And we don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. That's Maybe fair. Donald Cerrone, because that point by Amy is pretty good, that uh, he, he wants to kind of put on a good performance in front of his son. But also in, in moments where Donald Cerrone, like, feels like it's a big moment, he usually folds, as, you know, as kind of rude that is to say. Title fight against Rafael Desanjos is one of the worst fights I've ever seen anyone perform. His fight against Conor McGregor was over before it started. When he yeah. gets in his head and he thinks, oh, this is a big fight, I have to win, he does not look good. So... 
that might support your Joe Lozon fight or bet, but maybe he, maybe this is a different thing with his son. I don't know. I'm staying away. I'm There's just also something he mentioned that um, I'm just reminded of. He is living in Vegas full time right now for this fight camp. That's a big thing when they change camps. I know we've talked about that. That's interesting. He's literally living in his RV in the parking lot of the UFC. Um, bad, bad. And just, that tells me he's pretty motivated yeah. then if he's going to do that. He also said that there was something that he learned after these losses that when you fight your whole life and your goal is to be in the UFC, that once you make it into the UFC, you feel like you've made it and you don't have to keep working for it. You don't have to keep learning. You don't have to keep trying because you're there. And he said that he got to the point where in his last losses, he was, wasn't trying anymore. He wasn't, he wasn't motivated. He wasn't, he had lost that like fire to keep fire to work towards something. So I think he's talking about having that back. So I don't know. I don't know. What is your pick though? Oh, it's my yeah. Pick. Okay, so let's move on the draft now. No, they, that fight was worth a couple minutes talking about because it was it's too low G. Even though you were still mispronouncing yeah. it, it's Joe Lozon. How dare you? Lozon. He hasn't fought in two years. Give me a break. Um. Okay, so I'm going uh, with go Justin Gaethje. Oh, um, I wasn't originally going that direction. I I was really like, mm, I don't know. Like I saw how it was with Khabib. I just kind of think he's one of those guys who's going to be like. Benavidez, who's going to constantly keep getting shots and just never winning them. And I listened to what Gabe was saying and, um, you know, listening to him today talk about, you know, this is his hometown. He's going to have that arena packed. He hasn't fought here in, in Ar- I always called it Arkansas, Arizona in a long time. I don't know. I feel like it's another, a little bit of an edge there that you've got everybody watching. You've got the crowd behind you. Um, I just feel like it would be a really magical moment. And I feel like I want a magic moment. So there we go. And I need I'm another. I'm happy you guys took both sides of this because I have like no interest in. I'm happy we got to talk about it. And I'm happy I don't have to like have a pick on it. You know my thoughts on it. So uh, <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. Myself and Amy are going head to head in the main event this weekend. But let's uh, wrap up. Uh, let's bring up the graphic to wrap up round two before Amy gives her first pick for round three. We are halfway through the draft because we are doing four rounds uh, for this pay- big pay per view event. Uh, so Amy goes Randy Brown with her first pick. Justin Gaethje, plus 150 underdog with her second pick. Reed goes Macy Chasel, plus 185. Joe Lozon, little underdog strategy looks like for Reed this week. And then myself, Francisco Trinaldo as a pick'em. And then Charles Oliveira, minus 180 favorite. In the main event for the lightweight championship of the world, Amy, go ahead. Your first pick, first pick, third round. <sighs> I'm going to go Cerrone. I, w- I have a list here. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I mean, I just did that whole spiel. I talked myself into it. Oh, I should have. kind of talked me I into just, it, too. I forgot to tell the graphics team. It's Donald Cerrone, cowboy. Anyways, you showed that graphic anyways. But, yeah. It's <laughs> you kind of talked me into it, too, to be honest. Yeah. I talked myself into it. I just feel <laughs> like this, this, this media day was absolutely bonkers. Like, I hope somebody gets to the – Chandler Ferguson by OS. We have more picks. So anyways, oh, we'll get there. But yeah, I'm going Cowboy. As okay. we know. There we go. And we I'm already know why. Amy what? just, so, Amy just, her strategy of just fading me and you read. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm ice cold right now. So I'm like the perfect guy to fade. So I, I don't hate the idea, but I will go next. And the other, the co-main that we did not talk about, we have two kind of high, or three more on the main card, but this one's definitely the highest profile fight left. Rose Namajunas, Carlos Esparza. I'm going to go Thug Rose. I know she's a big favorite. <laughs> I know she's a big favorite. I did just take two underdogs. Um, I have not been overly impressed with uh, 
Carlos Esparza over this last run and why I really like, like in theory, I would, she like sets up perfectly to be someone I bet as an underdog, but I saw a different Rose Nama Yunus in her last fight against Wang Zili, um, where she was able to sprawl. She was able to get taken down, but fight out of it, end up controlling rounds, win a pretty clear decision. In my opinion, I was impressed Esparza has no stand-up game. I know that she won years ago in the first straw wave. I, that was so long ago, you could like throw that out the window. Rose yeah, Namajunas can be – what? Can you I throw just, it out yeah. the window? Yeah, it's what? been so long ago, dude. It's been eight years. years. Yeah, like you could – come on. What are we doing? I here? think more than five, and it's a totally different – you can't even compare. That was on like the ultimate fighter. This, These are like – we are now like seasoned – we have two seasoned vets here. To yeah. me – I just think that Rose Namajunas, her growing ground game, like Esparza's path to victory is basically like, I'm going to get a takedown and just sit on top of you. And that's got to be it. Correct. She's not going to throw any devastating strikes. That's it. To me, Namajunas, she has the power. I think she has the growing grappling game. I'm I'm not saying I'm like going to bet this money line like straight out and lay the two to one, but like I'm going to look for ways to play her probably by decision and like parlay or maybe if I like Charles or something like that. But I think Rose is the side here. I think that she's – a clear cut above Esparza. Again, it's if Esparza lands all the takedowns, then I guess like that I'm just gonna be miserable for 25 minutes, but I'll take my shot. Take Carla, please. There is an ice cream truck going down the street right now, you guys. I don't I know if that helps my bet or not. If I have ice cream truck I'm ice cold. There hasn't Sorry. been ice cream trucks in like years. That's crazy. Sorry, I got I, I'm <laughs> distracted. I have this one will by my 70 minute mark. Yeah, I have one go by my apartment like outside noises. Once a week, one goes by my apartment. And I'm always tempted to go. I haven't yet, but one day I will succumb to my that's uh, good. Nice uh, out to my craving and go get one. Um, yeah, my final pick. I mean, we yeah, uh, Carlos Barza. Of course, I saw the way you were sitting there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Reed was saying he's going to take someone in the co-main event, and like every time that he brings up a fight where I know I'm going to be on one side, it's like I'm 98% sure he's going to be on the other side. We just do not agree on fights. What What happens if we ever start agreeing on fights? Like, then what happens? Maybe we'll just start winning because, like, we're 50-50 <laughs> when we go against each other. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we should be uh, picking on the same side, but – uh, this line is absolutely disrespectful. Rose Nama Yunus has become one of those fighters that the media has now hyped her up to be better than what she actually is, in my opinion. Uh, no disrespect. She has some fantastic finishes, and I think those finishes uh, have kind of uh, uh, sparked that media kind of backing of her. You know, Daniel Cormier yelling, Thug Rose, Thug Rose. Um, but she can get taken down, and she hasn't fought a lot of wrestlers lately. Uh, that's how Carla beat her last time. That's how Carla's going to beat her this time. Uh, Rose was taken down five times by Wei Li Zhang. I know she got up a few times, but Wei Li Zhang is not the wrestler that Carla Esparza is. Uh, takedown defense of just 50%. Esparza averages 3.53 takedowns per fight. Uh, in her last five fights, uh, all of them have been wins. She landed three. Five, actually, I think she might have lost one of them, or maybe they're all wins. I don't know. Three, three takedowns, five takedowns, one, and then four and four. Uh, she is winning this fight, and she's going to win. Like you said, she, that, that that she can win, Reed, and she's going to oh wrestler take her down. It's going to be an extremely boring twenty-five minute fight. It's going to go the distance, but Carla Esparza will cash as an underdog. So Carla Esparza in the co-main event, uh, the new strawweight champion of the world. You know where I stand. Going head to head. Let's recap round three, and then we we will head into the final round, round four. 
Uh, Amy, Randy Brown, Justin Gaethje, Donald Cerrone. Uh, two, one slight underdog, one bigger underdog, and one favorite. Amy's a little bit of everything strategy. I like it. Reed is going two big underdogs, but then a big favorite in Rose Nambiunas. I'm going to pick them, a favorite and an underdog, one of each. Uh, Carla Esparza with a big plus 175 underdog there. Uh, so that's round three. That's what we've got so far. We're entering the final round. I will have first pick. And I'm actually going to take a big favorite. I was think, or not big favorite, definitely a favorite though. I was thinking I might go underdog in this round, but I'm not going to. Going to go back to the prelims. Uh, going to take a heavyweight fighter by the name of Blagoy Ivanov. Uh, I believe he is minus 145. Yes, he is. Uh, this is almost just a respect bet because Blagoy Ivanov uh, was once, I mean, we were talking about heart injuries uh, earlier with Gabe Green. How about getting stabbed in the heart? How does that sound? Uh, Blagoy Avanov once stabbed in the heart, fought off his attackers, made it to the hospital and survived and then continued on and has now become one of the best heavyweights uh, in professional mixed martial arts. I was a fan. Of, I've been actually a fan of him for a while. Back when I wrote for MMA Latest News, I followed him because kind of my job was to follow the outside of the UFC circuits. Uh, he was on Bellator for a little bit, went to WSOF. I think he won the heavyweight championship at WSOF. Uh, he's coming off two losses, so I think we're getting a little bit of value on him because of that. Uh, but both losses were by split decision. And actually his loss to Derek Lewis, I actually think he won that fight, to be completely honest. I think that was a bad decision. Um, very good re- uh, wrestler. The guy he's fighting, Marcos Rodrigo de Lima, I think is going to try to take him down. Uh, but Ivanov, 75% takedown defense. When he fought Derek Lewis, he actually took Derek Lewis down three times himself. So I like Blagoy Ivanov quite a bit. I think decent price there, minus 145. If you get stabbed in the chest and survive, fight off your attackers and then survive, that's I'm, I'm just going to bet on you every fight that you're that you're fighting in. That makes yeah. sense. Thoughts? I like Ivanov live after the first round. I think Dalim okay. is going to try and like get a submission in round one, maybe live bet Ivanov. But like I, I agree with you. All right. So it's back any, to any, any any insight on him? Uh, no, no, no. He didn't come oh, to media right. day. Nope. He He's wasn't at media day. No, only the main card. In. Yeah. Oh, only main card. Got it. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Uh, Reed, go ahead with your final pick of the draft. Yeah, Ian, we're going head to head one more time. Oh, Do it up. <laughs> only one of us can come out alive here. Uh, Danny Roberts minus one ten. The other side oh, of your pick. God, dude. Um, Francisco Trinaldo. So. I remember this probably two years ago. I bet on him against Jai Herbert, and he nearly like was literally killed inside the octagon. He was looked terrible. Gets a crazy come from behind victory. Um, finishes him obviously in the third round. Gets a win. Danny Roberts to me is a little bit more durable. Has a severe, severe uh, size advantage. He's six one. Ronaldo's five nine. Plus four in reach. Also, cardio. Roberts five wins by decision. Uh, Trinaldo, definitely a uh, concern. He has five losses by decision. Most of his fights come by decision. I think if this fight goes long, Trinaldo is going to get outclassed on the feet. I think he's going to need to find a knockout. Besides that fluky knockout, he has not been able to find that um, since 2018. That's his only knockout, in my opinion, a pretty fluky one at that. So give me Danny Roberts. Give me beating Ian this week. This is the week I get off the shot. I love my draft. <laughs> I'm back. I feel it. This All is right, the, this broke the way I wanted. By the way, I did look it up. I did mix up Clayson Tebow with Francisco uh, Trinaldo, so that's on me. That's that's noobs. To be fair, the fight was ten years ago. Um, okay, so we're going. Is all or I think all of my picks are going against someone else. I don't know. We'll look in the. I think that's typically how you roll, though. True, I guess yeah. so. Uh, Amy, final pick of the draft. Uh, go ahead. 
I mean, I cannot believe nobody picked Tony Ferguson or, I mean, I guess because it's crazy. Okay, I'm doing <laughs> um, Yeah, Tony Ferguson. Oh, I have it sitting there. I meant to sit, hit send. We're so bad at sending our picks to the graphics team. Sorry. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, I, I, that, that was a point of emphasis for me uh, this week. I had it sitting there and then I was going to not hit it, enter until I said it out loud because I'm like, I don't want them to see. Anyways, um, to, so today the, the media day was nutso. Okay, first of all, Tony Ferguson walked in and was like, what's up, fuck fuckers, or something like that. And then just went on a 30-minute rant about everything from Dana White being a drug dealer to have him wanting to box, how he should have sued the UFC when he tripped over the cord, how, um, I mean, literally, he said that there's not enough, he said there's a lot of fighters keeping quiet about being treated like shit. He was, like, on fucking fire. It was amazing could not keep up with all the tweeting he just was going off it was amazing and then also chandler was doing kind of the same thing but he was talking shit about justin gaethje which i was like you're not even fighting justin gaethje and you like, just it, lost him. yeah he was well because gaethje said that that fight with Chan with chandler was boring to him when it was happening in the cage and so of course chandler was like well you're insane because that was not boring at all and I think all of us were like, what the F? So then he went off on Chandler. It was just like, I think that Chandler is looking past Ferguson a little bit. And I know he's this huge favorite. And I understand why. It's because, I think because of the way Tony's been the last few fights. But I'm, I'm going to go again with this thing where it feels like Tony is coming back. And I think he wants to give a big F you to Dana White and to the UFC. And I think the best way for him to do that is to win the fight. Because I think that he wants to like i think that there must there might be some negotiations going on behind the scenes and i think that he's gonna put like he he always says that uh chandler is dana white's favorite fighter so i think all of that is like him putting a little bit of fu to dana white like it's very clear that he's upset with the ufc um so much shit was talked i got it. and i will never bet against Ferguson. i love michael chandler i think michael chandler is a great guy but I, i'll never bet against Tony Ferguson. that's all you know, like you would know. <laughs> well, first of all, Tony Ferguson, a huge underdog. So if he does yeah. win, Amy, I mean, he might just single-handedly win in the draft. Second of all, Tony Ferguson is a character to say the least. Uh, if you follow Tony Ferguson's careers and listen to his interviews and kind of read about some stuff that's happened in his personal life, I'll say he's a character and leave it at that. He he says some wild things. So I don't know. He's three. He's lost three fights in a row, but what two of them were to uh, – one was to Gaethje and one was to uh, – um, Who's the other Poirier, Oliveira. I think? Oliveira and Benil Darouche. Chandler actually kind of mm. stuck up for him a little bit. He said that, um, you know, and I guess it, he's in kind of the same boat where he's got a lot of losses in the UFC. But he's like, look at who we're losing to. Like, we're yeah, losing no, to I, the best of the best. Sure. And we're, not, we're putting up, like, great fights. We're not just, like, getting knocked out in, like, four seconds or something. It doesn't look like it's super one-sided fights. And he so he's like, people – kind of just look at those losses and don't think about all of the things that go into those fights and into the matchups and stuff. So see that's uh, yeah, where, so that's what I was just gonna say <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You finish your thought. You finish your thought then I'll give my thought. I was gonna I was just gonna say I mean that's probably why the odds might be too far apart. Like they, they should be closer than what they are because of the fact that people are not looking at Tony Ferguson's opponents. They're just looking at the fact that he's lost three in a row. So now they've made him a big underdog. So value bet 
Uh, he probably is a value bet. I, I wasn't brave enough to take him myself, though. Yeah, I I think Chandler has acquitted himself very well in these fights. To me, Tony Ferguson, since that one fight against Gaethje where he got absolutely pummeled, he was a huge favorite in that fight. I remember that was one of my bigger bets. I had Gaethje. He was, like, I think a plus 200 underdog, and he just cleaned him. Since then, Ferguson hasn't been the same. I just – Chandler puts himself in harm's way a lot, so I could see a Tony Ferguson finish, but, like, how is Chandler – it's going to be, like, one-way traffic, I feel like, especially early. And, I mean, Gabe Green made some good points about – Maybe like round three, Ferguson could find something, but like he's just been getting rolled in these last three fights. Like, if I'm betting it, I kind of like Chandler by decision. I think it's like he comes out and dominates him, and then like it's a really sloppy last like seven minutes, like end of round two, round three is kind of like sloppy and it becomes kind of like a mess. All right. We'll see. Uh, I do have a recap graphic. Wow, the guy in the middle got I should have teed that up a little bit better than just asking if we had a yeah. graphic. <laughs> Getting cranky here uh, an hour and 20 minutes in the show. A little cranky on my end. I apologize to the producers. I uh, should have teed that up better. But uh, I am on Francisco Trinaldo, Charles Oliveira, Carlos Barza, and Blagoy Avanov. Uh, all of my picks are on opposite sides, except for Ivanov. That's the only one uh, that someone just did not decide to fade me. Uh, Amy, you're on uh, Randy Brown, Justin Gaethje, Donald Cerrone, Tony Ferguson. Uh, two underdogs. Two, three underdogs. One of them a very slight underdog, though, to be fair. Uh, and if Tony Ferguson wins, you'll be in a very good spot this week. Uh, Reed goes underdog, underdog with Macy Chason, Joe Lozon. Uh, then he goes big favorite with Rose Namajunas. Uh, and then a pick em. Uh, with Roberts going against uh, my Trinaldo pick. So a uh, couple head-to-heads, interesting interesting draft. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It is a stacked card from top to bottom, UFC 274 this week. Uh, do you, either of you have any closing remarks um, uh, before we shut this down and I turn on the Leafs game? I got a little cranky there because I checked the score and the Leafs are losing at the end of the first period. So uh, <laughs> that instantly put me into a bad mood. Apologize to the producers. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, just that I'm very excited for this card. Yeah, very it's going to be very good. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. But, Ian, we will let you get out of here. Uh, best of luck to you guys. Second, third place, I'm talking to you. But um, I'm really pumped for this card. And, everyone, I can't wait to recap it next week. Producer Richard says, uh, apology not accepted. So that's that's <laughs> fair. I got a little cranky there. I got I, – I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll send you, I'll send you some flowers or something. Maybe I'll make up for it. Uh, all right. Thank you all for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Good luck with all of your picks this, this uh, weekend. Is there a UFC card next weekend? I assume so, right? I assume so. I try yeah, not to look too far ahead. I'm like a fighter. I don't want to look too past the one in front of me. Especially with pay-per-views. Pay-per-views. It's yeah. like, to me, like I won't, I can't look past it until, until we're past the big pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but regardless whether there's a UFC uh, or not, we'll be back next week, so be sure to tune in then. Uh, like I said, good luck with all your picks. Enjoy this weekend's fights. Uh, it's going to be fun. Bye.